0: Here today, gone, today? The pace of change can be confusing. Then again, it can be inspiring. Every year, Harvard Business School Executive Education helps executives like you build the self-confidence and decision-making skills it takes to thrive on change. Fight change with change, go. Start by going to hbs.me go. That's hbs.me go. Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Journey Home Outreach Ministers Bible Study, The Message of the Bible Series. This is Lesson 6. I am El Frey, your teacher for the Message of the Bible Series. In this week's lesson, we want to continue to deal our faith by listening to some of the men of faith from the Old Testament, men who believe God beyond anything else. We need to build our faith because Christ is getting ready to go to the cross. Things are going to get harder to accept and to understand. We're going to have to be anchored in our belief in God and in our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is going to assure us of our salvation before we leave this earth, and we must be able to hear and understand. In our last Bible study, we saw the faith of Abraham. I found that the last week's lesson was cut short because I couldn't conclude the message of Abraham. So let's conclude the faith of Abraham real quick. We learn from Abraham what it means to really believe God. The person who believes God is willing to submit his will completely to God's command. He may not see any sense in it, but he's willing to obey God anyhow. His attitude is, Sweet Lord. That servant here. Abraham not only believed in God, but believed that God can and will fulfill his promises. He knows that God is true to his word and that he must meet the conditions of which the promises such as So I ask you today, do you believe God? If so, you will be willing to unheavenly to obey God's command as revealed in Christ. We can then, without doubt, expect God to keep His word. So that concludes the faith of Abraham. Abraham believed God, and faith, coupled with obedience, was counted to him as righteousness. Now let's take a look at the faith of Moses, another Old Testament prophet who believed in God. Our lesson is going to be taken from Hebrews that have been captured. And it's going to be from the 23rd to the 28th verse. Our key verse this is going in Hebrews 11, chapter 24th and 25th verse. So we are going to sway from these scriptures at time, from time to time just to enhance these key scriptures. In this lesson, we will study the faith of Moses. Moses is known as the author of the first Bible, the Bible. His life impacted so many people and led Israel's people out of slavery, slavery into the new land and received the Ten Commandments which is between us all people of the world, even faith. It's interesting the way Moses exercised his faith. There are five instances of faith in connection with Moses, such as his decisions, his choices, his values, the Exodus, and the Passover. And James, the second chapter, the 26th verse, tells us that actions speak louder than words. Because faith without obedience, that means faith without taking actions to do what God commands—is just dead faith. It's important to show our faith, to show our act of faith, to please God, just like Moses did. Because Hebrews 11, chapter 6, verse says, Without faith it is impossible to be son. Let's take a look at where the faith of Moses started. It started with the faith of Moses' parents. Look at Hebrews 11, chapter 23, verse It says, By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child. They were not afraid of Hebrew's law, I mean, Pharaoh's law. Moses seemed to be born at the wrong place, the wrong time, and the wrong gender. At that time, the baby girl was saved. He faced death as soon as he was born. That sounds familiar, just like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ faced death as soon as he was born. In Exodus, the first chapters, 8 8th to 22nd verse, tells us the background of Moses' birth. Moses was born when the Egyptian Empire was in a political transition. I know you heard Stuart Joseph, how he was so favored when he was sold into Egyptian slavery by his brothers. He found favor with the Pharaoh. But that particular Pharaoh had died, and a new king began to persecute the Israelites because he felt they would be a threat to his national security. Pharaoh oppressed the Israelites by forced labor so that their numbers might not increase anymore. And look what happened. This policy backfired because God was them. And the what the people of Israel were oppressed and multiplied and spread. Silas, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, issued a law that every baby boy born to be repentant had to be cast into the river and if all the boys died, there would be no men and then no nation. The girls could be used as for labor forces. Moses was born into a family of Hebrew slaves in Egypt. In short, he was born in a situation where all he could do to prevent things from happening, especially bad things, was to believe that there was nothing he could do. What a terrible state to being. Nothing you could do. But to believe that there was nothing we could do, sometimes we might find ourselves in this hopeless state. We have to remember what God did for Abraham, for for Moses. God turned this tragic situation into an opportunity to raise the one of the greatest leaders of all time in our human history. It's unthinkable to talk about Moses without without the faith of his parents. Moses' life began. The faith of his parents because he was too young to know what was going on. Look at Hebrews 11, chapter 23 verse. Again, by faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months because they, they saw that he was no ordinary child. They hated the baby Moses by faith, not in Pharaoh's law. As soon as Moses' parents saw the baby Moses, they believed that God had something special planned when we saw the child with the eyes of faith, But to see there was something special back then, and they were convinced that God was with him. Moses' parents did not know that God intended to raise Moses the deliver, deliver as the deliverer, deliverer of six hundred thousand Israelites after four hundred and thirty years of Egyptian slavery. But they believed that God was with David, they were people of faith. Moses was saved because of his parents' faith. It seemed to be a small matter in human eyes, but it was a turning point in the history of God. Through this small edict, God began to raise up a leader exercise. It was the beginning of a new history for the people of God. At that time, Pharaoh's law was a matter of life and death. We were afraid of the king's law, but Moses. They were not afraid of the king's laws because Moses' parents feared God. They did not fear anybody, even the king. By faith, they hid the baby for three months, trusting God, rather than fear and arrow. When the baby Moses began to cry out loud after three months, the parents placed him in a basket. And he flipped that out into the Nile river. Moses' parents hid him as long as they could. And the they entrusted the baby To into God's hands They did their part And it was God's turn To the Dramatically God intervened in those life. It was in the right time In the right place And the right person By God's sovereign will What perfect time There daughter went down To Niles to visit the baby She saw the basket among the leaves When she opened it She saw the baby of her being and adopting him as a son because she had no child. She gave him to a Hebrew nurse He was Moses' real mother. Pharaoh's daughter named him Moses, then. I drew him out of the water. When so Moses' parents believed in God Almighty, I was with them and with their child. Today we live in the age of no commitment. The relationship between parents and children children is minimized. Many parents do not make a long-term commitment for their children and see their children as an economic burden or a troublemaker or even sometimes even a threat. But the parents' faith is crucial to instill faith to the child's faith. Parents' faith play an important role for children's faith. We have to see our children with the eyes of faith. And believe that God is with them and they will become the next generation of leaders. We have to protect them from the evil influences of the world. We need to nurture them spiritually until they grow up in faith and can handle meat. Then we can entrust them into the hands of God as they grow up. We do our part, we follow His part, to take care of them. By the hand. Moses has gone up now. Take a look at the faith of Moses. He the 11th chapter, 24th to 26th Pay attention to the faith of Moses. You see five instances of Moses' active faith. In this passage, each truth, he acted by faith. In God's providence, his divine guidance care. He was made the prince of Egypt. He was the enemy of all the Egyptian people. People were seeking his favor. People bowed down to him when they heard a shout of his bodyguard. Bow down, bow down. This Moses is past. Moses was 40 years old and was mature enough to make decisions about future life's direction. In the first instance, we look at Hebrews 11 chapter. Verse 24 and 25. By faith, Moses, he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather so than to enjoy the pleasures of sin in a short time. What was the basis of his decision? By faith, No. we know that has a double identity. He was an Egyptian presence and a Hebrew man. He had to make a choice. He wanted to be Moses had grown up he grieved him to see people being mistreated people being mistreated. On one occasion he saw an Egyptian beating the Hebrew. He came to the Hebrews defense and killed the Egyptian. Pharaoh found out and thought Moses lying, led Egypt. And spent the next 40 years in a place called Midian back down background of If Moses had remained in the palace, he might have been a possible successor to the Egyptian emperor because he was a favor of the temple. But by faith, he refused to be known as the son of the Pharaoh's daughter. Moses knew that he would lose his position at the prince of Jesus by Saxon. Moses had made a choice Separate himself from the Egyptian way. He understood that the life of Egypt was not the God wanted of him. Moses lived in Egypt 40 years, and yet he knew that it was not home. The power, the prestige, and the glory of the Egypt of were upon him, but that faith gave up his glorious preservation. He gave it all up. His treatment followed after he made the decision to identify as God's people. This this decision was very costly, often invited immediate rejection. It is our human nature to avoid suffering as much as possible and to enjoy an easygoing life. Moses made a clear choice to lay God by accepting his mission to be mistreated along with the people of God other by God, people who were groaning under the yoke of, of, of Egypt rather than seeking his own personal pleasure and glory of the world. Moses chose to be treated with all his people. He abandoned pleasure and chose suffering. In speaking it's a hard choice but Moses chose to suffer with the people instead of being the prince of Egypt because he loved God. Like Moses, by Satan we must refuse to be associated with the pledges of this world. This world is not our home. In first Peter, the second chapter eleven verse, he said, Devil beloved, I beseech you, may I urge you, as strangers and pilgrims, things of flesh and love, to be born and the soul. We decide when we decide to follow Christ, we are own our journey home to be with our Heavenly Father. Heaven is our home. When we decide to follow Christ, when we decide to follow God's will, we will be mistreated by the will. That's the The pleasures of this will are temporarily and it cannot be compared to the eternal relationship we have by God. Therefore, we must refuse to follow the pleasures of sin that we should remember how God called us out of our bondage and separate ourselves from sense life, to follow the will of God. When we read about Moses in the Bible, we learn that he made the right choices because of his choices. He was used by God, and he became to be the flesh, our blessing of blessings to all the spiritual defenders. God did not call us to have better lives here, but call us to become Bible teachers and disciple makers for Jesus Christ. If I look at Hebrews 11, chapter verse 26, he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as a greater value than the treasure of Jesus. Because he was looking ahead to his reward, not for his reward. That's where you and I are trying to get. Looking ahead to our reward for serving Christ, not for our reward. We must know what the reward is for following Christ, and look ahead to this. Moses made a decision of faith. He lost all his privilege of being a prince and was treated like a criminal. Everybody wants to be praised and honored. No one wants to be mistreated. But Moses chose to be mistreated. Why did he do? So? Why did he do so? It was because Moses valued the life of faith more than the pleasures of sin. Enjoyed more than a value, value life of faith. with the suffering people rather than enjoying the median pleasures of sin, and the Egyptian and Egyptian princes. Still, the people of God have an eternal value. Enjoying uh, the pleasures of sin is just momentarily. Moses had another reason for children to suffer with the people. Okay, Hebrews 11, chapter, verse 26 again. Another instance. He regarded his grace for the sake of Christ Of greater value than the prejudice of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. When Moses suffered, he suffered with Christ. In the same way, we must see disgrace for the sake of Christ. We save face all kinds of mistreatment, simply because we love Christ. Today's Christians are treated like screamers, strangers, because they follow Jesus. True Christians are becoming a minority, even in America. I said true Christians. Christians who stand up and say, I and the follower of Christ. I believe that Christ is my Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ is our eternal high priest, priest who went into heaven to offer his good once and for all. Now he's on the right hand of God and do it. No, the last great prophet, and we started this in another session, the last great prophet is now also our eternal high priest. He's worthy to be Love and have our devotion. In Hebrews 11, chapter 6, verse 6, He reward those who earnestly seek Him. Moses saw God's reward for this because of sacred treasures of Egypt. He was sure of God's reward. Moses was looking forward to a city of foundations, with architects, and builders with God. And he chapter 10, verse 1, which is looking forward to his reward and, and Jesus' kingdom. God was rewarded who because he acted by faith. Remember in Mark, the ninth chapter, in the fourth verse, when he appeared with the at the Mount of Transfiguration and in his glory, Have you received his glory, it's a thing if you don't remember. go on going there when we go through the fear of Jesus being raised from the dead. So, But he was rewarded. The disciples saw this as a model of transfiguration all, you know, Moses and all stories. He These days, there are many people who have no sense of reward. Some people say, I don't need the Lord. I just want to live. I just want to, I just want to praise God. But in reality, all people fall through receiving the reward. When they go to work and sacrifice their time, <laughs> you expect to be rewarded with a paycheck. And sometimes when you use that paycheck and you go back to school, you spend your time and money, you are expecting you are expecting a reward of a diploma or a degree. Same with filter world, the same too. You. you are not seeking temporary rewards of world gifts, but seeking God's eternal reward if you're kept in heaven. All all revealed by things. The Apostle Paul valued Jesus more than anything in the world. If he suffered for Christ to you know the power of his direction. He said in Philippians the third chapter in 8. What is he more? I consider everything I lost compared to the suppressing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For whose you say I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I might gain Christ. Paul gave up everything for the sake of Christ because he found great value in just knowing Jesus. What do you value most in life? What did you give up for the sake of Christ? Let's have Jesus, other than the wealth and the fame the world, world office. you build the Jesus, we'll be happy and satisfied. Even though we have little or nothing, we will have the peace own understanding and everything will be okay. In Matthew 16 chapter 26 verse says, What good would it be for a man if he gained the holy world but he loses his soul? Or what can a man give in a change for his soul? It's true, the world looks good, but he cannot save our soul. Only Jesus saves us from power of sin and death. We must look at the things of the world and put our faith in God. Some of the other Moses acted by faith, it up he Not seeing the king's anger, he persevered because he saw him who is invisible. That's a heavy statement. Not seeing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him he was invisible. And, and, and uh, Immediately, Moses became a business with the mighty Pharaoh. Suddenly, Moses' position was changed from the mighty prince of Egypt to the hunted man. The king's anger was running against Moses because of his choice. But to Moses, his was clear. he chose to made up his mind to live with God. Then God gave him spiritual eyes to see that God is almighty. God gave him spiritual eyes to see. I have actually another lesson to pray to God to open your spiritual eyes that you may see. Open your spiritual ears that you he may hear. But he decided to follow the king of heaven, not the king of the world. He persevered because he saw him, he is invisible. This tells us more clearly the reason why he was not afraid of the king anger, and he persevered through all the hardships. He was Moses to see God. and with It is imaginable how much he persevered in the wilderness. In the next forty years in the wilderness willingness to receive humble training of God. He was tending sheep day in and day out. He would see the same thing over and over. Through the wilderness of his train God builds his character to become a humble and compassionate shepherd. Moses maintained close relationship to with God. So but he was out there backside of the desert. He had a quiet time with the Lord, away from the loud north of the world. This close walk with God for fame over all the difficult days. How can we persevere in adverse human situations? We have to seek God who is invisible. He is invisible. I know it's a hard statement to comprehend right now. We have to see God. He is distance, through the eyes of faith. Memorizing the Word of God enables us to see God with the eyes of faith, moment by moment. God is active in our daily life. He is present everywhere. We go, and we can overcome all kinds of hardships in life because He is with us. By faith, He kept the Passover the blur, so the straw of the firstborn will not be touched The foul example of faith in connecting with Moses concerning the Passover, having believed the Bible doesn't tell the whole story of the Exodus only the only of the destroyed During the 430 years the Israelites were in Egypt, their numbers increased. They had to live in God sent service to Moses Pharaoh to liberate his people. The mission God gave Moses demanded absolute obedience. By faith, Moses obeyed God's command to deliver his people from the hands of Pharaoh. By faith, Moses went and bolded challenged Pharaoh to liberate his people. Moses demanded demanded an exodus in chapter in the third verse. When it said, Let my people go so they may worship God, Moses repeated the same demand nine times. But Pharaoh became all the more stubborn, became resistant, in spite of the restriction of nine devastating plagues. In Hecuba 5, the fifth chapter, second verse, Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey him, his voice? And let Israel go. I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Finally, God commanded Moses to tell Pharaoh about the plague of death, which would take the lives of all the firstborn of of both man and beast. To Moses, it was impossible to man to obey. But Moses obeyed the word of God. By faith, Moses boldly challenged Pharaoh. Let his people go, otherwise all the first get to get It's called the Egypt attack. Moses commanded the Israelites to sprinkle the blood of the lamb on the doorposts of the houses to prevent death from the storm. And it was interesting. There was nothing in the previous affairs of either Moses or the Israelites to justify this action. How could we be sure the first form of Israel will not be destroyed. And the angels of death will be He will pass over the house and sprinkle with the blood. It's a foreshadowing. shattering. shattering. Remember, remember later, Jesus sprinkled his own blood on the Lamb of God. Through the blood of Jesus, we will be saved. Moses saved too, right? The shora of the firstborn passed over them. They were will and compliance among the Egyptians, including the Pharaoh's first son, but there were no death among the Israelites. Moses act of faith was indicated by this miracle. God used Moses' faith to institute the path Passover feast from this very event. In conclusion, live an age of no commitment. Instead of just for the to make decisions of faith. These days there's so many people who have no power to make any decisions. They call a family, they call the friends, but they just cannot make a decision. They don't have that connection with God, that wisdom that God gives them. That's what we need to seek after. And so many people who can miss new ones. In this passage, we learn that Moses is great because he made a choice before God. He is great because he committed himself to God. He is great because he obeyed the word of God at the cost of his life. May God bless us to follow the example of Moses faith. I pray that we may raise up many young Moses to value God more than the pleasures of his life. May the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his conscience upon you. And may the Lord keep you peace. Congratulations. You've just been handed a huge new opportunity. Bravo. With it comes the need for new skills, skills you'll need to master in short order. Every year, Harvard Business School executive education helps executives like you develop the hard and soft skills it takes to succeed in new roles. This is your chance. Go. Start by going to hbs.me go. That's hbs.me go.